So hi, everyone, and warmly welcome to our podcast, An Inclusive Labour Market, uh, with us at Mitliv and our super special guests that will join us for talks about DNI. And the purpose of this interview series is to get behind the scenes and learn more about DNI from a CEO perspective. So you will have the chance to meet some amazing CEOs in some of the largest companies and get their view on why DNI and how walk the talk. But for you who doesn't know much about us or nothing at all, we have been around with Mitli since 2008. And our vision is to work for an inclusive society and the labor market that values diversity. But if you want to learn more about us, you can check out our homepage, mitli.com. But today we have the big honor to have a true role model with us for this conversation, who knows a lot about great leadership uh, as the CEO for Dustin, soon to be for Axel Johnson, and warmly welcome Thomas Ekman. Thank you very much, Sophia. Really good to be here. Enjoy Thank you. Here. Yeah, and how are you today? What feeling did you wake up with this morning, Thomas? Uh, actually, I, I mean, uh, even though you wake up these days with a lot of uh, bad news in, in newspapers and in the news in general, but uh, I must say, actually, I, I woke up this morning with a good and hopeful feeling about, uh, about uh, the future, given also that we actually have a science week in, in Stockholm this week with the Nobel Prize. Wow. And that is a lot of inspiration that I think to, to see that we actually, uh, humankind is progressing very well. So actually that was what I had discussion this morning with my wife here. Ah. It's actually we are progressing in the right direction, even though it yeah. doesn't feel so at the moment. But we do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good vision and feeling. But is there anything special you see out there that gives you that hope? In general, I think we are we are learning more about ourselves. Uh, I mean, if you look at the price, uh, the Nobel prices this year actually, it's, it's very interesting because it first of all we, we have one price that goes back to sort of how where do we originate from, mm. the thoughts and how how we came about as human beings as the ones we are, and then uh, there's a lot they also price of quantum physics, which is really interesting and quite mind blowing to talk about and to think about. So. Mm. And uh, that will help us a lot going forward in, in everything we do. So yeah. And how come how come that you are so interested in in the uh, human being? Where does uh, that come from? Uh, I think it probably comes from uh, I probably from my from um, um, my how I grew up. I guess we have had a lot of discussions about that. And then obviously we discuss science a lot here at 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 home because my wife is also a science journalist and work a lot mm. with the crisis. But uh, I think may, for me as a human, to to think about uh, these uh, questions is probably because I uh, grew up in a very um, what you can call it a very human 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 forward leaning thinking that mm. the, there are individuals that create the, the difference in the world, and um, and that's uh, it's quite a solid value for myself. Ah. so has the values in a company? been important for you when choosing your roles and and uh, the kind of companies that you discover that yeah you discover that when you come into a place and i mean if you start to work somewhere you don't know so much about it you can read and so forth of course but then you discover it after a while if this is if this sort of uh, is in some way or, or is in tune with your own values and, mm. and thus then you can work there for forever probably yeah. because it's, it's more a matter of who you work with and, and what values you do and then 
you come back to actually what you do. Yeah. But, but I think that's that's a fact. And, it, and you quite notice it quite quickly if it doesn't resonate with your own values. And then it's mm. uh, quite hard actually to work there. In a yeah. And how does that become reality at your workplace, your values? How, what, what what do you bring with your values to, to the job every day? I think I bring, I, at least I try to bring uh, the, the, uh, the search sort of for the search for the search for truth. It sound, can sound a bit big, but it, actually it is, it is to search for transparency and search for truth. And then, then, then you sort of find the true values also in a company as you do with yourself, of course. Um, but I think the, uh, the constant sort of strive to improve as as a human and try to mm. be better than you were yesterday it's it's of course something i bring to, yeah. to my workplace as well and and how can you see that that is linked to diversity and inclusion which is the topic for today? <laughs> <laughs> it is it is because if you if it's, it's like searching for when you i mean take a very concrete example when you recruit people if you really search for the right competence then you will find then after a while in a company you will have a very diverse set of people in the company mm. you really are true to searching for the right competence for the right place mm. because we are very blurred in our in our thinking when it comes to how we attract people how we recruit people how we think about that so in those uh, when you when you sort of search for that then then you actually find quite a diverse structure of, of, of the company Hmm. myself of course but but you really have to be honest to yourself and look for the right competence for for the position you search for yeah and and how does the can you give us a picture of where dustin is within diversity and inclusion for the moment and some about the journey that you have made uh, during your time as a ceo I think, um, I mean, we are quite, I think we are quite, um, we have uh, all, there are always things to do, but we have come, come quite a bit on this. And, and uh, I mean, Dustin has always, from the beginning, I think also from the founders, uh, there was a thought uh, about, about these terms that they should find the right, the right people and the right, in the right place, i.e. meaning that you find the right competence. And then if that was was someone from abroad or or some, a woman or a man, it didn't matter. It was the right person that should be in the place. So we mm. had quite a good foundation for this. But then, of course, we have leveled up that uh, during the years. Um, and I also came to Dustin, of course, given the fact that it's also Axel Johnson is the main shareholder and has become even a more uh, bigger shareholder over the years. Uh, and there you have a lot of these values as well. So Dustin, of course, that was also one of the reasons why actually also actually acquired a part of, of Dustin mm. because of the fact that the values were quite uh, resonating quite well. Mm. I think what, what we have done is, I mean, we have leveled even further from a very good position and maybe broaden it, broaden the whole scope so that we now have implemented tools uh, also mm. to help managers. And I think that is uh, that is quite important that you actually realize that it is it is uh, hard for for a company to transform, but therefore you have to help yourself by implementing tools, uh, so that management, recruitment, management, for example, um, uh, get tools to to mm. secure that they have the right uh, composition of their of their teams. Yeah, and I think many wonder what 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 are tools within the night. Could you give some hands-on examples on on? the tools that you're talking about first of all I, first of all i think it's uh, one important part is of course training that you train people in in this mindset that mm -hmm. you train how they actually search for competence and then you have to take out things that 
sort of uh, disturbs that. Like, for example, take one uh, one very concrete tool is uh, how we have implemented anonymous recruitment, so that you don't see you know, when you, when you are recruiting manager, you don't see the name, you don't see the the origin of the person, <clears throat> and you don't see the age. And uh, so you only look at sort of who is this person and what has he or she done uh, and what is the potential of that person. And that uh, you discuss with the with the team and you discuss it with the with the talent acquisition team that we also have. Uh, and then you sort of find the right you find the right competence with that. Mm. And it's also quite interesting because that we implemented now during the last year or during uh, yeah, it's more than one and a half year. And it's uh, some managers actually get surprised that uh, Oh, here I came a, a guy who's uh, 60 years old, or here came came a person who's from this country, um, and they are they are sort of surprised about about uh, a positive surprise uh, that they, it was actually not what they thought, and that is mm. also how you work with attitudes, how you work with mm. um, prejudice, how you work with uh, with um, uh, mindset in this actually. So that has helped a lot, and then I think also one other important part uh, tool is, for example, a talent acquisition team or a mm. Which we use as an internal uh, headhunting more or less. So mm. if I if I am a manager and I lose a, a person resigns or I need to re replace, then I want to fix that as soon as possible. And the and mm. you search where it's easiest to find, and then you search in your network, which is typically quite uh, similar to your own uh, sort of background mm -hmm. and everything. <laughs> and, and but there there we need some some internal or semi-external person who help out there who know how your team looks and what kind mm. of composition you to strive for. Yeah. Not to get it more diverse. Yeah. It is very much about that that we as a company help ourselves to become more um, yeah, I mean and everything bases on that of course that I have a strong belief in that that uh, a diverse team is better than an than a non-diverse team because yeah. we will get a better company. Yeah. But what would you say are the biggest challenges and also how do you face if 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 uh, racism or sexism or any of those things appears in your your organization how do you handle that it's just handled uh, straight up uh, i mean it, yeah. it happens then then you have to deal with it immediately and and uh, talk about that and, and of course we are also growing a lot and now we are 2,500 people in mm. the company and, and of course with that size then you become more or less like a mirror of the society yeah so we have everyone is is uh, on board on Dustin yeah uh, which I think is good because that is also how we have to deal with the world the, mm. I mean the, the, this is this is how it is and then we have to deal with what is acceptable in Dustin and what is not acceptable and have quite clear um quite clear sort of borders or what you call it what what is uh, how do we behave to each other here mm. and, uh, and be quite um, uh, strict and honest with that but that comes mm. also from the fact that that of course the leadership team and and uh, especially myself always have this try to have this on the agenda so that this is always on top of people's minds that how mm. we develop and, and build the company yeah. and we build it through people i mean it's uh, we have a lot of systems and intelligent ai solutions and everything but it comes down to that we have the right persons in the right place that is in the end what matters what yeah. so therefore we have to work a lot with this yeah. in order to continue to be an attractive workplace and yeah. and i mean you started its journey uh, for dustin and you come come a bit uh, on this journey but what would you 
suggest to the companies that are just about starting this work? What is the first crucial step to take, you think? First of all, I think you have to be uh, convinced with yourself that you want to run a modern workplace. You want yeah. to run a modern company and a modern company does not uh, consist of only one, uh, only women or only women, men or only people from a certain area. Um, they, it doesn't because the customers don't. So they come mm -hmm. from wherever. And so we have to sort of also see how do I, how do I best support and be relevant to my customers. But what company do you want to actually run? Yeah. How do you want your company to be? And I think because uh, when I, when I, I mean, I've worked with this for all my career, obviously had this as a, as a key, key uh, top on the agenda. Um, and sometimes I also got the question, how do you know that it's actually better to have a diverse company than a non-diverse company? Mm. And what would you answer? Yeah, first, first <laughs> you can think that that's a, that's kind of a stupid question, but it's actually not yeah. because it is a, it is a question that is not possible to answer because you cannot play back and say, okay, let's play back five years and install only men in this company or only people from a certain area and see what happens. It's hard to replay uh, sort of the whole, the whole, the whole system. Yeah. But it is also, so it comes down to what do you actually believe in yourself? How do you want to run your company? How yeah. do you want to be perceived? How do you want to attract people? What kind of people mm. do you want to have? Mm. Um, so, so it, because it is, I mean, you can measure and you can do a lot of stuff, but then it's a lot of other things happening in the world. Yeah. It, so it comes down to your own, your own, uh, that are you convinced about this or not? Yeah. And, and because this is not something that you can outsource to someone else and say that, yeah, let's fix the DNI somewhere in the, no. the company. It exactly. has to, it has to be uh, with yourself. Otherwise it will only become a sort of a yeah. greenwashing. But I, historically, it's it's been like a first. When I started Meet Lead 2008, it was like a small CSR matter somewhere out in the company. Then it became an HR matter. <laughs> and now we are pushing this to become a CO matter. But that has been your opinion, I guess, all the time. So what is it in the CO role that is so important uh, to make this happen, you think? Uh I think it's just to here is of course uh, to have as I said have it on the agenda make it important also for your closest team members that this is this is how it, I think this is this is sort of the heart of how you build the company yeah how 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 do we want the company to be structured what what kind of people do we want to be, to uh, be attracted about working at at our company and and that then you suddenly very quickly come into the questions that we need to have a diverse team we need to have a, people from with different aspects with different sort of uh, um yeah with different backgrounds mm. have different different views on on stuff that can also um level sort of the company's performance mm. and um, and then you then it becomes natural for people to to think yeah. still though there is a lot of i mean we are all human so we have yeah. we have prejudice in our minds we have that and, and mm. Uh, that we have to work with yeah but then I'm curious Thomas because we have we, we meet many organizations and mm -hmm. and um, it's not always we meet those person amazing persons like you that have this in like your DNA and and naturally in your mindset so how do you bring the no-sayers on board you uh... think how do you change <laughs> that mindset I think it. I think it comes back to back to that uh, people actually have to 
um, go back. I mean, obviously you can have that uh, and that can come, but then you first you have to sort of see whether will will this change? Will will this person be able to change his or her mindset in this uh, or not? And mm. and it comes back to actually that that you have to you have to sort of get uh, get that person to understand whether he or she thinks this is an important this is an important part. And it, it yeah. typically those persons are uh, less and less surfacing to to higher levels in the company. Yeah. Um, because the, it doesn't work. No. Uh, it will not work. It might work, of course, in some companies, but it will mm. not work over, over time. No. Uh, they will lose out, and and uh, I think that therefore either you, you someone can can know that yeah, I know I know I need to change, but I don't know how, and then of course mm. you have the good possibility to change the mindset of that. Yeah. But it comes. Well, I think it comes back to um, the person's willingness. Yeah. To, sort of see what what how do i want to how do i want to run my company or how do i want to run my team yeah and and also i'm curious because you see a lot out there in your role and we have those mega trends that impacts our societies economies and us as individuals in, in many different ways what kind of power or forces do you see out there that 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 makes this a no-brainer I mean, uh, first of all, I think I think it it is uh, how the society changed that everything. I mean, today we have we have access to information constantly. We are the the world is even though we believe we sometimes right now we can feel that we actually go go backwards when it comes to globalization, mm -hmm. but uh, overall in general we don't. I mean, the world becomes more global. The, the how do you recruit? How do you find the right people to to be an attractive company? That 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 scope is not only your closest block anymore. You have to go sort of quite broad in order to find people. Um, so I think the the uh, overall mega trend is that the information is everywhere, and that creates transparency, and that everyone knows everything at sort of an instant, and uh, mm. you know what your competitor does in the other part of the world mm. uh, immediately. Um, so and therefore you need to find people also who can adapt to that. Um, yeah, I think that that probably is is just to accept that this is how it will be, and we continue to develop the world also in that way. So it will continue. Mm. To yeah. And and do you think the company's values are important to push the societal values around the company? I, where you I, have I, yeah, I, I strongly believe that that uh, companies or yeah, companies companies are sort of the the true backbone of a society mm. because that is where people work. They have a, they have a, a meaningful things to do, and, mm. and they they create and they produce, and and we are as we are as humans. That's what we like to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think the the having a, a good environment for creating and establishing and, and building companies in a society is. is is so important and you can see yeah. that in all countries where where it, where it doesn't happen yeah i mean <laughs> you don't want to live in those countries no you, you cannot you cannot sort of no that's that's not good and you see what how people also feel in those countries. that's why they flee from the countries yeah exactly but you have operation at, at many markets yes. what is the challenge challenges with that with indian eye I think there there are obviously cultural challenges um, between our countries, even though we are in the Nordics and we are in in the Benelux, uh, so it's fairly fairly similar, I must say. Mm. And 
what sort of uh, the common denominator in that is that our, our customers' behaviors are quite similar. Yeah. And that sort of, that is a very good, good foundation to build on because then we can build on the same business model and the same way of doing. But obviously countries are more or less progressive in this and more or less ahead uh, on, on when it comes to DNI. And yeah. some countries are, are fairly behind. Yeah. Uh, in thinking, but that also comes back, back. That comes very much to how have you built sort of the society? Mm. Is it possible to have maternity leave? Is it possible to to combine yeah. the, um, uh, two people in a household to work uh, at the same time, for example? And that is not. Uh, I mean, that is not clear in in all countries, even though they are very close to us. It's, mm. it's not. No. And how do you handle that? I mean, then you have to adapt and and and, and help yeah. out and do your own sort of set your own mm. policies. Mm. And sometimes I think companies also have to be a forerunner in this and then sort of help the society, how the society can change. Because mm. companies companies like ourselves, um, we are actually not, um, to some, it may sound blunt, but, but we, don't, we, uh, we don't care so much about the countries. We don't care so much about no. the borders. We care about the competence. Yeah. And, and we, we find the competence in the right place. And then we... Then we set the companies, but the, the person can sit in Amsterdam or in uh, in mm. uh, Brussels, and but they can work with the manager in Stockholm or where or the other way around. Yeah. And to sort of take out a company does not, um, given the fact that we we don't care so much about the border. Obviously, we have to follow the mm. laws and everything, mm. but but uh, the border as such, from a humankind perspective, we don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There we need to find people who are the right persons and right competence. Yeah, and that is sometimes That's interesting. Too. Yeah, sometimes uh, and, um, <clears throat> that 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 uh, there can cultural difference come in that people are very used to work in, and uh, they have to be responsible for their closest block sort of, and, and there we are. I think we can also encourage people to to grow, mm. Mm. not thinking like that. No, oh, that's super interesting, but. When it comes down to leadership, then to actually have operation in in at many markets, what what is the would you say number one most crucial leadership behavior uh, at Dustin? Uh, I uh, I have very much uh, you can say we, we have uh, we have uh, four which I actually had before also, but I brought them also to Dustin. But I think there are four sort of core characteristics that you need to have as a leader in, in general, actually, but or not mm. maybe as a leader, but as a, as a humankind, that, that you need to have courage, you need to be curious, you need to feel responsibility, and you need to empower. And, yeah. and with that, because courage, courage is actually needed in order for you to become a manager. Yeah. So you have to step up and say, that, okay, I want to lead this team, I want to do that. And I want to take us to this point. Uh, and then you need a lot of curiosity actually to get there. You need to be curious, especially you need to be curious about people. Yeah. How how do people evolve? How do I develop my team? Mm. The same moment as you sell is the same moment as you find out that yes, I, I want to become a manager or a leader. Then it's uh, then it's no more about yourself. It's only about the, the team, which can sound mm. like a cliche, but it's actually true. Mm. Um, uh, maybe that's why it's called a cliche, but it is. Uh, so it is, it is yeah. very much about yeah. that and how do I actually get the people then to feel the same responsibility Yeah. if I see how do I not point at the trash I pick up the trash if there is somewhere and I and I truly try to empower my, my team as much as possible 
Um, so there are there are characteristics here that that actually work and understand mm -hmm. that you as a manager are you are what what um, what everyone sees. So yeah, but but that makes me very curious because even a CEO wakes up maybe with a bad day <laughs> or some I don't know argues at home for for some reason. How do you do you how do you leave that at home? How do you how do you rewire the brain so you come in happy or or is yeah. there room for you to have a bad day at work? Uh, and uh, no, not really. But of course, I'm a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but I, I think it is more of the fact that you have to, you have you have the feeling. I think in uh, that you want to be back to what we talked about before. That that the, the feeling of strive to improve. And of course, everyone can have a bad day. You feel that this feels a bit, uh, uh, yeah, whatever it can be. But then, then it's typically what I myself do. Is typically I discuss with my. My kids, when they start off and I discuss uh, their their <laughs> topics of their day, that typically yeah. that typically requires everything. Yeah. Uh, but but I think it is in general it is you have to be. I mean, when you lead a company, then obviously you are you are you are convinced that I want to I want this yeah. to perform. I want us to perform. I want to create results. I want the people in the company to feel well and feel happy about working at, at Dustin. Yeah. or whatever workplace and and uh, then uh, it's, it's 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 sort of a mindset i think it, it is it, um so i, I can't say it's really having a, a bad day really but but no. it's more of a uh, it's a mindset of how you want to run the company yeah and that makes me curious about what do you think will happen with the companies who does not take dni as seriously as dustin do in the future is there a way yeah. for those companies you think and and uh, i mean uh short answer is over time they will die yeah I mean, they will, or they will at least lose uh, customers they will lose mm -hmm. employees and they will lose attraction and i think yeah. that will increase even more and more given given the fact that uh, said before the the trends of, of information everywhere the globalization such um uh, the fight for actually democracy that is going on that will that will um, get people people companies who are fighting for those values and, and driving those values and leaving those values um, from a human rights perspective, from a democracy perspective, from a, yeah. from a leadership and from a diversity perspective, those companies mm. over time win. Then mm. it can have short-term bumps and everything, and, and but if you look long-term, that will for sure happen. Yeah, that's interesting. And also, I mean, there are many CEOs that will listen to this interview so and, and looking for tips and ideas on how to get this journey started but what would you want to say to other CEOs uh, to make sure they start this journey in the in the right direction but I think it, it is uh, it is to constantly have it on the agenda yeah and then uh, because if you have it on the agenda and, and you yourself obviously are convinced about this that you want to run a modern company uh, a diverse modern company that creates uh, good results. Mm. And uh, if you have it there, then then and you constantly remind your team, then you mm. will take actions on this. You will yeah. improve, and you will also start to measure and start to follow mm. up. Yeah. Uh, and that is an important part to to uh, take actions uh, or find the insights. What are where are we where are, have we challenges in our company? And typically that comes down to performance. Yeah. And then you should not look at the short term performance. You should look at the longer period. Mm. Um, how do we perform action how do we develop mm. because this also takes time 
Yeah. First of all, if you have the mindset, then let it take the time. Don't be stressed about mm. it. But just mm. just work with it and deal with it and, and go for the insights, take the actions, and then start to measure. I love that, that it takes time. It's it's not a quick fix to change any behavior. Oh, okay. So thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you for joining this conversation. So much inspiration. And uh, yeah, we I used to wrap this up by saying that be the change you wish to see. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. So and thank you great. so much, Thomas. And yeah. Future, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so see you and uh, have a have a great day. Good. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank Ciao. you. Bye bye. <laughs>